It is that time of the year when the politicians wrap things up. Everyone's gone home to serve their constituents and uh, question periods quiet. And now they do their year ends. And I don't need to introduce you or tell you what he stands for or what he'll cut or what he doesn't cut uh, because you know this by now. But Pierre Polyev joining us now uh, for, I guess, one of your very last interviews of the year. Great to have you. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas, Alex. It hopefully will be. It's been a, a very dark time, no question about it, and I'll get to some of that in a bit. You know, it's interesting. Out of, out of any of the texts I get, the one I get ribbed on the most, there's a couple of words I can't say. My sisters bug me because I can't say the word bagel. Bagel? I think I say bagel weirdly. And your last name. I get more texts on how to say your last name. It's just a name I, can't, I cannot say. Can you just say your name for me? It's Polyev. And uh, as for bagels, I burned the bagels for my kids this morning. So I <laughs> bring that up. There you go. Well, they probably oh. ate them in. Paul Liev. Yeah, I don't know what, it, what it is about your last name, but it comes out all sorts of different well, ways. And I've known you for years. It, if you pronounced it in the traditional and the classical French, it would be Poilievre. But no oh, one don't say, say that. that. So I, I just say Paul Liev. And you know what? I don't care how people say it as long as you know how to put an X beside it on election day. There you go. All right. That's my feedback now. All right, guys, I've asked him. All right. You don't have to rib me anymore. All right. We've got a bunch of stuff that I want to get through. Um, obviously, inflation uh, coming out this morning with numbers unchanged. Uh, I think economists thought it might come down a bit. Tiff Macklem uh, spoke on Friday, did not rule out another interest rate hike um, as he tries to get inflation back to the core 2% target. Do you believe that that target is just uh, not achievable at this point, or do you believe that that he must still go to that? Oh, it's not only it's not only achievable, we should be at it right now, and we have no choice but to get back to it, or else we're going to continue to see the decimation and destruction of the middle class. Uh, this is the inflation is a tax on the working class people. It takes out of your wage or your pension uh, by reducing your purchasing power. And it transfers wealth up to the super, super rich because their asset values inflate. So it's really a transfer of wealth from the have nots to the have yachts. So we have to hit the target. And uh, the reason we're not is because though the Bank of Canada is raising rates to bring it down, Justin Trudeau is raising government spending to bring it back up. Uh, He continues to grow the deficit as we get further and further away from COVID. Remember, the whole excuse for the deficit was COVID. The further we get from COVID, the the bigger the deficit gets. That's more money bidding up on a scarce supply of goods, which equals higher prices. And so as the former Liberal Finance Minister John Manley put it, Trudeau's pressing on the inflationary gas pedal, forcing the Bank of Canada to press even harder on the brakes with higher interest rates. Uh, So everyone suffers because of this irresponsible uh, spending by a prime minister who's not worth the cost. There was interesting polling on who thinks they're part of the middle class. Polera did this. 92% of those making 150000 a year believe that they are the middle class, whereas 59% earning twenty to 50000 say, no, they're, they're the middle class. It's very hard to define, apparently, who thinks they're middle class. What do you define the middle class as? Like, How would you help them? Because no one can really define who that is. Well, if you're broke, you're the middle class. <laughs> All right, after simple. eight year after eight years of Trudeau, that's how you know you're middle class. If you're broke, if you're having trouble paying your mortgage and feeding your kids and gassing your car, after eight years of Trudeau, you're middle class. So what would you do for that middle class? Because they ask certainly mm-hmm. because we do get a lot of promises. I know that I know about the acts of the tax. I know that you're not going to put all your policy out, but but they are the ones looking, looking for the relief. 
We'll bring home lower prices by axing the carbon tax and ending the inflationary deficits to bring down interest rates. We'll bring home powerful paychecks with lower income tax that rewards hard work. We'll bring homes that people can afford by requiring cities permit 15% more home building per year as a condition of receiving federal funding and requiring that they permit uh, high sky-rise apartments around every federally funded transit station. I'm going to sell off 6,000 acres of federal land and thousands of federal buildings to build new homes. Uh, so that, that's how we're going, to, we're going to make it possible for the middle class to get ahead. We'll, we'll free people to earn powerful paychecks and pensions that buy affordable food, gas, and homes in safe neighborhoods. I want to go to some stuff in the Middle East. Obviously, Canada recently changing its foreign policy position on Israel and voting in the UN against Israel, demanding a ceasefire with no conditions. And Hamas has made clear since October 7th they will do this over and over and over again. Our allies, the United States, abstained, um, still supports Israel. Uh, so we've now broken ranks with an ally. If you're the prime minister in a moment of time like this, what would your actions have looked like? They would have been consistent and principled. Um, we believe that there should be peace that, that can only happen when Hamas returns the hostages, hands over its weapons, and surrenders those who carried out the murder, uh, mutilation, and rape uh, of Isra- Israelis on October the 7th. If Hamas, if that happened, we could have peace, and we could work towards a durable solution that includes a thriving and prosperous Palestinian state right next to a proud Jewish state of Israel. Uh, that can happen, and I believe one day it will happen. The first step and the only and, and the absolute prerequisite that cannot be avoided is that Hamas has to disarm, hand over the hostages, and surrender all of those who murdered and raped innocent Israeli civilians on October 7th. I just want to quickly comment on Justin Trudeau's approach, though. He rejected a ceasefire for about 50 days. And then he got a news article put on his desk that he was losing donations from people as a result of his position. So then a few days later, he completely reversed himself and said he would accept a ceasefire that allows Hamas to keep the Israeli hostages to remain armed and to prepare prepare for its next attack. It just proved, oh, by the way, then he sent out his liberal MPs from Jewish writings to pretend that they disagreed with him on the issue so that he could say one thing to the Jewish community and exactly the opposite to other communities. Uh, This is not principle. This is money-grubbing hypocrisy. We have uh, soaring anti-Semitism that um, the likes we've not ever seen in this country. Um, We've had a terror threat now averted in Ottawa, 15-year-old charged with terror. This is the fifth youth since July to be uh, charged with this kind of crime. You know, we've got people going to the malls and yelling at Santa with toddlers on his lap or threatening. Um, we have a disorder going on all over this country, uh, which is supposed to be a rule of law. If you're the prime minister, well, how would you handle any of this stuff? We have to bring people together around Canada and unite for our country. We can't allow the foreign conflicts to spill over into domestic conflict and violence upheaval. Um, You know, after eight years of Trudeau, we're more divided than ever before. He turns religious groups against each other, ethnic groups, uh, regions, uh, classes, uh, divides people by sexuality, uh, by vaccine status. Uh, This is uh, eight years of a prime minister who has 
tried to turn the population against itself to his own advantage. Uh, and we're seeing a, a country that we, we don't we don't recognize the conduct that we see in our streets. We never had this uh, eight years ago. We need to unite this country around freedom. Our country has never been based on race or ethnicity or religion. It has been based on freedom. Everybody can come here, live their own lives, be themselves, as long as they allow everyone else that same freedom. And that is the principle that should unite us. And it's the one that will unite us when I'm prime minister. I have a couple more questions I want to get in quickly um, of stuff that's just come in. I want to get your reaction. Uh, Paul, or, um, Mr. Gibault is going to come out and announce some pretty draconian regulations on, you know, uh, gas cars that will be out. Um, I guess we won't be allowed to own them by 2035. A lot of people have said this is impossible. Would you keep these regulations in play? Would you change anything? Do you support it? No, these, this is a tax on the poor. Uh, because, of course, if these cars were affordable, you wouldn't need a mandate. People would be buying them. But they're not affordable. So, except for the very wealthy. So what's going to happen is that working class people who need, you know, that waitress who needs to buy that Toyota Corolla or Honda Civic to get to her job, or the, the barber uh, who needs to buy a, a modest uh, gas-powered sedan, or the working class guy who needs a pickup truck is going to be forced to pay twenty or thirty thousand dollars more for an electric version that may or may not work. So would you would you cancel these these regulations? Yes, you would. Yes. Okay. I right. would. I, I think we need our smart regulations to improve fuel efficiency gradually, year after year, and that will save money for consumers while protecting the environment. And over time, we get to uh, a point where we have close to zero emissions in our automobiles through various types of technology. But the command and control draconian uh, approach of Justin Trudeau is going to be extremely expensive, particularly for low-income families, and they have no idea how people are going to pay for it. That is all the time I've got. I'm up against the clock. Uh, I thank you so much for coming on, and I'll wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and um, all the best in 2024. Tax the tax, build the home, stop the crime, common sense, Merry Christmas. There you go. Succinct and to the point. Mr. Pierre Polyev joining us here. So you heard he will cancel these regulations.